Happy Sabbath. Are you happy to be here? Happy Sabbath. I'm happy to be here. I want to apologize for, um, to our church community for canceling several church events such as potluck, outreach, campus youth, children, and family ministry events. We're a vibrant church, and we have so much going on at any given time. However, the health and safety of our church members is our priority. So please restrain from greeting by hugging or <laughs> shaking hands if you feel uncomfortable. Um, Pastor Step will not be shaking hands in the back after church. I'm sorry, but just assume that we love you. Currently, the key recommendations from public health agencies to prevent the spread of coronavirus are regular, thorough hand washing and that uh, symptomatic individuals remain home rather than going to school or church or work. Uh, we echo this recommendation and ask that anyone with any signs of respiratory illness or flu-like symptoms be kept home or watch worship with us via live stream. My wife is home. She's sick. Uh-oh, I know. Uh, youth praise. Let's give them a hand. Fantastic job. That's the... Officially, they're the youngest praise band at our church. And man, praise God, they were awesome. They're just amazing. Um, our special guest musician today, um, Jared, we went to school together. Uh, so we, we got con kind of connected through Facebook, and, and I asked him, hey, how are you doing? And then he said, oh, yeah, I live in Rancho Cucamonga. I, I work for a company called IHP. Um, but I found out later, he just said I work for IHP, but I found out later that he's a CEO of IHP. Kind of kind big shot, but, but Jared, you know, I'm, I'm impressed that you're CEO of IHP, but you know what I'm more amazed by? Where are you? I can't really see you. Okay, there you go. Yeah, I'm actually more impressed that you still sing to bring God glory and honor. Amen? Amen. So let's give him a hand. Thank you. The wife is here too. Thank you for being here. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this beautiful Sabbath. Lord, you see all these people who came to worship you and recognize that you are our creator and you are our redeemer. Lord, as we open the Bible, open our hearts also. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so today, may, uh, today marks the week nine of our series. We're almost done, okay? Just two more weeks. Uh, next weekend, week 10, uh, and then we'll be celebrating the completion of Rooted Series. We had a special plan for, um, for the completion of the series, and, and we're supposed to get together and share together uh, but we decided to cancel it. I'm really sorry. <laughs> but in your own small groups, I just, we ask you to have a great celebration with their small group families. Um, celebration is important. Okay? Uh, it's, it's one of the seven rhythms uh, of, of Rooted. 
we kind of we should know this by now. We we started doing our daily devotions and and um, we did our prayers. Some of us did a 60-minute prayer. Some of us fasted through this series. Um, we talked about having freedom from strongholds. Some of our stuff that we we issues that we we um, we struggle with. Um, we want to have freedom from it. Um, we talked about sacrificial generosity last weekend when we talked about money. Uh, we talked about serving the community. Like, how do I now? What do I do with my life? How do I serve God? And we talked about that. We we made uh, packages and fed the homeless a couple weeks ago. And uh, some of us actually, we've been sharing our stories in our small groups, and we've been doing sharing testimonies and whatnot. And after everything's done, we're supposed to have this big celebration. Please, in your small groups or at home, celebrate the completion of Rooted Series. Celebration should feel very easy and natural as Seventh-day Adventists. Do you know why? Because when you come to church on Sabbath, Sabbath is a day of celebration, celebrating the fact that God is our creator and he is our redeemer, right? Now, let's look at 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 15, uh, week 9. 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 15. But in your hearts, revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. But do this with gentleness and respect. It seems like some things about being a follower of Jesus gets easier and more natural, like reading the Bible, going to church, praying, and whatnot. But one area that many struggle, many of us struggle with, is sharing faith. We don't just have problem with like fear of rejection or just, just don't have time or energy to share Jesus with others. Um, many of us are kind of not clear on why and how we should tell others about Jesus. The questions we are dealing with today are, why should I tell others about Jesus? And how should I tell others about Jesus? So let's talk about why first. We actually know, we actually should know, why we should tell others. The Great Commission tells us to go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them and teaching them to obey Jesus. In fact, Jesus tells us numerous times to go tell others the good news. He told us that we should be the salt of the earth. By that, he didn't mean to tell us to be salty. Okay? Uh, yes, he told us to be salty, but he didn't tell us to be salty. You know what I mean? If you don't know what I mean, then you're not hip. Okay? <laughs> here's, here's what Jesus meant by saying, be the salty of the earth. Uh, salt gives taste in food. But in addition, salt was used as a preservative to keep food from going bad and had medicinal value as it was mined from the mineral rich in the area of the world to be used 
in healing wounds and stopping infection. Jesus' point was that in the world which is decaying and unhealthy, those who are salt are the hope of preservation and healing. Jesus also told us to be the light of the world. We might take the light for granted because in our day we we flip the switch and bam, right there we get light, right? Or you just clap and some people get right. Or you go, Alexa, turn on the light. And then you go, Alexa, turn on the light. Like people with like Korean accent like me, I have to say like five times for my Alexa to understand me. Also, light creates heat. It keeps places warm. But back then, light was fleeting. It took a lot of effort to get the light going. Jesus' point was that for a dark world, the only hope is who shine the light. For a cold world, the only hope is who bear the light. Salt has no value if it's not salty. Light has no value if it is hidden. As a salty of the earth and the light of the world, we have been strategically placed to impact people in the places God has sent you. So all of us, every day, we need to become the salt or the light or and the light wherever God has put you. Why should I tell others about Jesus? So that we can be a part of the ministry and the mission of preservation and healing and furthermore, bring hope to the cold and dark world. The great analogy is this. If Costco was giving away 100-inch 4K HD TV to everyone who comes to Costco for free, okay? Would you tell others? Like, like anyone who shows up, okay? Anyone who shows up to Costco, they're like, oh, you're here. Here, take this 100-inch TV for free. And please go tell others about what's happening in Costco. Would you tell others? Or just go home with their TV and watch it alone? Like, what would you do? Okay, this is hypothetical. Um, I don't want anyone from our church going to Costco tomorrow and like, where's my free TV? Uh, No, don't do that. I'm talking about if, if Costco had unlimited supplies of TVs and anyone can get one for free, okay? They may not have toilet papers. (laughs) They may run out of wet wipes and they may run out of water bottles. I don't know why everyone's buying water bottles. What's happening? Like, is coronavirus causing drought? Why is everyone buying water bottles? By the way, this probably makes Pastor Junior very upset. People are buying water bottles. (laughs) If, okay, if Costco gave away some fantastic TV for free, we'll be all over it. Posting it all over Facebook, telling others, posting on Instagram, Snapchat, like everyone go to Costco. You can get free TV. In fact, for me, 
if, if, if Costco gave a free slice of pizza, I would like tell everyone. Like it doesn't have to be a free TV. Like I would tell everyone like, hey, go to Costco, you can get free pizza. Loma Linda Church, when we have the message of healing and hope, when we have the good news, something way more valuable than free TV, why would we not tell others? Let's talk about how. Second question is, how should I tell others? others. Again, uh, 1 Peter chapter 3.15. It says, always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope. Many years ago, when I lived in San Diego, my mother and I, we went to a Korean restaurant to eat lunch. We're eating, and uh, the The, the server lady came and asked us, oh, how's everything going? We're like, okay. I was like, I was like everything's good. You know, I, I don't like it when people come and talk to me when I'm eating. It's like, you know, it's like I hate that when people are like, why are you talking to me when I'm eating? <laughs> um, she wasn't, the server lady wasn't a lead, but my mom started talking to her and said like, oh, hi, thank you for asking. Um, uh, you know, I'm having a lunch with my son. I'm from Korea, just visiting my son. And of course, like, I was fine because my mom's very friendly and she talks to strangers all the time. So I was okay with it. I was just eating and, you know, just concentrating on my food. And my mom was having a conversation. And she had, like, a really good five-minute conversation with this lady. Because she went on to say, oh, my son uh, is a pastor of San Diego Korean Seventh-day Adventist Church. When that happened, like, I couldn't taste my food anymore, and, like, all of a sudden, I felt like I should, I should eat like a pastor. So until then, I was like, oh, don't bother me. And I was like, my son is a pastor. I was like, <laughs> gracefully, right? And then they talked about God, and they talked about church, and my mom just shared how wonderful it was to have Jesus in her life. On the way back from our lunch in our car, we're talking about what happened. And my mother taught me something about personal evangelism. That Hey, <laughs> personal evangelism that I've never learned even from the theological seminary. My mom said, Richard, this is how you share Jesus. And she said, people we do not know, when the opportunity arises, we tell them. We tell them about what it's like to have faith and, and how wonderful it is to have Jesus in life. People we know, we show them. We show them through our actions. We show them through our character and behavior. 
Let me break this down for you, okay? People we do not know. They're called strangers, okay? People we do not know. By the way, kids do not talk to strangers. This is when you grow up. Today's main message says, always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope you have. With the people we do not know, the Bible says always be prepared. Okay? God may give you an opportunity you've never expected. Just be ready. And when the opportunity rises, be courageous and tell them. But the thing is, we're like, what do we tell them? We should have a story to tell. You see what I'm saying? We should have a story to tell. I don't mean like, like how everything started in the beginning. When I was like 15 years old and, and you're like 50 years old. Okay, uh, that's, that's fine. We call that testimony. Okay, we call it testimony. And that's a church word, isn't it? Testimony. Uh, friends, how everything started for you uh, decades ago is important. But... What is God doing in your life today? Pastor P, uh, Stephen Furtick says, you can fight today's devil if you don't have today's testimony. One more time. You can fight today's devil if you don't have today's testimony. Remember week five? There is an enemy. We need to be able to share what God is doing in my life today. If we do not walk with Jesus every day, even if the opportunity may rise, you won't have a story to tell. It's easy for us to get caught up in my own convenience and in my own drama. So easy for us to get consumed in my own insecurities and in my dysfunction that we don't see or recognize God's involvement in my life. Or we do not, we simply do not give God a chance to experience Him in our lives. then we got nothing to share. You see why these seven rhythms are important. We need to be constantly feeding ourselves spiritually through reading and prayer, constantly fighting for freedom from from our stronghold, serving and, and giving regularly. Every day, we need to have a story to tell. People we know. So the next is people, what do we do with the people we know? With the people you know, show them. Well, when the situation arises, um, you tell them too, right? Even with the people you know. But with the people you know, especially the people you see regularly, okay? Your actions and behaviors speak louder than your words. Did you notice this? I just want to make sure you didn't 
you didn't miss this. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope you have. But do this with gentleness and respect. Literally, the Bible is telling you how to do this. It's not just telling with spoken words. It's also showing gentleness and respect. Have you ever, have you ever met angry Christians? You know what I'm talking about? Like, have you ever met angry Christians? Um, man, you're, you're not going to help anyone follow Jesus, Okay. Have you ever seen joyless Christians? Who would want to follow Jesus when your life seems to be so miserable? We need to be joyful in Christ so that people can ask you, how are you always so joyful? What is your secret? Because I want what you have. I'm not saying that we need to be perfect in order for us to evangelize. I'm not saying that we need to have have it all together, right, to be able to share Jesus. I am saying, though, that certain character and behaviors will show others to want to follow Jesus. You know what character and behaviors I'm talking about. It's in Galatians chapter 5. The fruit of the spirit is comprised of comprised is, is comprised of, of love, joy, peace, long suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. We should tell others about Jesus by showing love, kindness, goodness, and gentleness, and by having joy. Peace, long-suffering, faithfulness, and self-control. Pastor Bill Heibel said this. One of the primary reasons God calls his followers to be extraordinarily caring people is because acts of mercy open up people's hearts like nothing else can. Put another way, There's tremendous pulling power in the expression of even a single act of kindness. And God wants that power to draw people toward the reality of his son. Have you seen, um, have you you ever seen before and after pictures? Usually when you you Google before and after pictures, um, It's about like a weight loss, like, like this. Okay, usually they're just like pictures like this. <laughs> okay, um, if you Google funny, like a funny before and after pictures, you see stuff like these. Like, you know, before kids, like after kids, next, like before, before Before makeup, after makeup, you know. um, Yeah. Uh, Take a look at these photos. This is a before and after. Like, when you do a renovation, 
at home. I want you to take a look at it. Okay? Which is better? Which kitchen would you like to invite your friends to eat together with? Before or after? After. You know, if you got something like this, like after your renovation, you'd be like, everyone come over. I want to show you my new kitchen. The food's going to taste even better now. Okay, there's another picture. Check this out. This is actually, I, I, I want you to notice this. This one is really interesting because before, it was kind of dirty, but after pretty much all you did was um, flooring, right, and cleaned it up, and it looks way better. I want you to remember that picture because when you have something like that, you're like, you want to invite everyone, you want to tell everyone, like, look, like, I, I cleaned it up. Loma Linda Church, this is exactly what I'm talking about today. In journey with Jesus in life, all of us should have before and after stories. All of us should have a before and after pictures. There has to be a renovation of heart. We have to experience a makeover, a transformation. There has to be me before and after Jesus again and again and again. We must have a story to tell. I know for some people, um, this Rudis series gave them a before and after story. Some people told me like after week two, they had a testimony to share. After week five, they had a testimony to share. Um, after the service experience, they had a testimony to share. After joining small group, they experienced something special. This is why our lives must be rooted Because now you have a story to tell. Some of you may feel slightly uncomfortable. You're like, okay, I'll come to church. If I miss it, I'll watch it on YouTube and click subscribe when I'm there. I'll go to small group. Okay, but share? Like I have to tell other people about my faith? And you're like, man, I don't, I don't, like, I never sold drugs. Like, I've never been to prison. You know what I mean? Like, I don't have, I don't, I don't have anything to share. I don't have a crazy testimony to share. I don't have any crazy and jaw-dropping testimony. And you feel like your story is so menial, right? We don't need an extreme makeover. Even a little bit of flooring change can look different. And after that, you can invite your friends and tell them, hey, look, it's cleaner. It looks better. Look, like 2019 Richard, 2020 Richard, like I want to tell you about something because I'm different. The difference might be menial, but like, like, 
it's a little bit cleaner. And I want to share with you because I have a story to tell. The point is that we need to experience the living God in our lives and tell it. There must be constant spiritual rhythms we experience and practice. We should be constantly creating my story. Get your spiritual rhythms going so that you can actually be the salt of the earth and the light of the world. Tell others what God has done for you and tell others what God is doing with you. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for being a relational God. God who cares and God who gets involved. Sometimes we like reject you. Sometimes we're too busy for you. But Lord, you're just waiting there. And sometimes we don't even realize that you are are so in the center of of our lives. Father, help us to create stories with you. Help us to experience a renovation of heart. Help us to consistently and constantly take this journey, getting closer with you. And Lord, when the opportunity comes, give us the courage to tell the story. And for the ones that we know well and we see every day, Father, our character, our behaviors, help us to bear the fruit of the Spirit so that we can show them what we have in Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name, amen.